Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to Cafecito con Estrellita. Now, let's get into today's episode. Hola mi gente, welcome back to Cafecito con Estrellita. I hope you're doing well this week. Alright mi gente, so for this week's solo episode, I have a lot of you know, little chismes that I want to share with all of you and a heart to heart in regards to imposter syndrome and how that can literally linger on to many of us as first gen, especially as we continue to go through the path of higher education. But before that, I I want to share, you know, some info, some facts with all of you, mi gente. So last episode, not last, but last, last episode, I ended with talking a little bit about the survival mentality, and this is a topic I definitely want to come back to maybe for next week's solo episode or the one afterwards. It's just with the survival mentality and the first gen experience. I just always want to make sure that when I do address it, when I do speak about it, I I feel as confident as I can be because believe it or not, it's still, oh my goodness, I did everything I could, survive, survive, survive. And that's what got me through higher ed to be, you know, at the grad level I'm at now. However, there's a part of me that just wishes I could have been a little kinder to myself because life is so long, mi gente, even though sometimes it feels so short. And to spend our entire lives being mean to one or one of that mean to ourselves and constantly just on survive, survive, it's it's a challenge in itself. But before we continue on with everything else, I do want to shed a light on the actual definition of survival mentality because I'm going to be real, mi gente. Once I realized what the survival mentality was and the way I was able to overcome it was when I actually sat down and really understood what exactly survival mentality is and how that affects me and the way I was brought up, hence how I am now. So by definition, the survival mentality is an adaptive response of human body to help us survive danger and stress. Thurmond 2020. And I could go ahead and link this blog because it was a blog on psychologytoday.com. I could link it in the show notes in case you did want to like check it out, read a little bit more a little bit more. And what I really liked about this blog was the fact that it was written in 2020. So it wasn't something that was written in 2016, 2014, because don't get me wrong, like older blogs, older research is definitely important, but it's it's nice when we come across things that were re- written and researched recently. Now, mi gente, as I've said before, we will definitely return back to the survival mentality. But before then, I just wanted to share the definition with all of you. Now, mi gente, let's let's move a little forward. And I have some news to share with you. So I, I don't know how you were able to find Cafecito con Estrellita, whether it was through Instagram, whether it was through TikTok, whether it was through the podcast recommendations itself. Well, first and foremost, I welcome you and I'm so, so thankful for the fact that you subscribe to this podcast because I, I've, it's truly an honor to be able to have Cafecito con Estrellita content, just take part of your every day or every week routine because for me to be part and take a part in your daily life, weekly life, it really is an honor because that's your time, that's your energy. So thank you so much for giving this podcast the you know, 
a listen to. Now, mi gente, <laughs> going two steps backwards. Um, so yes, if you were able to find me on TikTok, and that was the first you ever heard of Cafecito con Estrellita, you would know that one of my, not one of my most, most viral TikTok video that has been seen over a hundred thousand times, and I believe it's gotten like almost 30k likes. Um, it's about me writing my personal statement the first time I was applying to grad school, and it is a true story. And it, I highlighted all the things that came with being first gen and how I had felt when higher level professionals at the university setting. We're trying to, you know, minimize the things I had gone through as a first-gen student, whether it was in higher ed or in personal life. And well, I created that TikTok. And fun fact, when I created that TikTok, it was when I was at home and I had COVID. Like I, I legit had COVID. So I had all the time in the world to, well, like, you know, rest and to make TikToks. And I loved the sound. I made it. And then a few weeks later, as I continued to grow... That TikTok, I guess it got discovered and it had been blowing up ever since. And then eventually I, it landed on, you know, it got the attention of Fierce by Me Too. And if any of you know me personally, you know I am a huge, huge fan of Me Too. I've been following them since I found them back at UCSB. I love Wakardo. I actually have him on my bed, like the bigger size Wakardo. He's like a little avocado. And I've always engaged with their content. And then, you know, Fierce by Me Too is the Latina version, like all female based. And so they reached out to me and asked if they could share my TikTok on their platform. And they did. And As I was reading the comments on the IG one, my heart was just completely touched and moved to see that this TikTok was reassuring for so many first gen because it was things that they could relate to. And yeah, it's I completely understood it too when I was reading comments that were saying like, I relate to this so much because I felt like the universities have only wanted me because of my trauma and that's the only thing that made me valid. And when I would read those types of comments on like the on that video, whether it was on Fierce by Me Too when they reposted it or on the actual TikTok, I really felt that. And and this is why Cafecito con Estrellita, a Latinx podcast that guides first generation scholars, this is why I created it. To create that reassurance, to let you all know that you are supported by someone who's been in your shoes and is still continuing to walk through your shoes. And I just want you to know that tengo fendi. Now, mi gente, <laughs> something else I, I also want to bring up. In case you didn't know, I'm officially selling stickers on the website, cafecitoconestrita.com. The first sticker I came out with was my podcast logo, of course, the little cafecito and the little conchita. And fun fact, I was going to wait a little while longer. I'll eventually share why, but I was going to wait a little longer before I came out with merch, etc. But it was actually my oldest sister, Alma, where she went out of her way and created stickers, the podcast stickers, and then gifted it to me on my birthday saying, you need to sell stickers, etc., 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 And I told her I was planning to, but just not yet. But, you know, hermanas a veces. But she convinced me, so they're on the website, and I've sold a good amount so far. So if you haven't already purchased them, go onto the website. 
And just this past Friday, I came out with Why Grad School? Me gusta la mala vida. Ooh, mi gente. And I've definitely heard a lot of your responses, a lot of your feedback saying that you would also like it, that saying, as a t-shirt. And believe me when I tell you, that's in process, like in progress. I kind of have an idea on when I want that t-shirt to come out, but I'm also making sure that like I'm realistic and I tie myself properly because I still have my night courses and my big girl job during the day. But I just want you to know that that shirt will be coming out soon. I may have it like as a limited edition product, but I'll definitely make sure to keep all of you updated, especially especially the ones that are like listening to the episode and whatnot and continue well, this episode. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so came out with stickers featured on Fierce by Mitu and Miente once again. If it wasn't for all your support, Cafecito con Estrellita would not be where it's at. And the other thing I want to share with you, I, I went on IG Live a couple days ago because that's the thing, Miente. Sometimes I feel like my schedule is all over the place. I mean, I do plan things out. Like I know for sure when my rest time, my work time and class time is. But with the other stuff, it's it's kind of all over the place. So that means whenever you randomly see me on IG Live when it's just me, those, <laughs> I do just like go out of random because I know other people will like announce when they're going to have a solo IG Live, but oh my gosh, I can't, I can't really do that. I don't really know why. I just can't. However, when it is an IG Live where I'm going to be having a conversation with another individual, whether it's about grad school, um, anything else in regards to the Latinx experience first gen wise, I will definitely announce those. But I don't know why when it comes to me and doing solo IG lives, I guess I kind of like it like a surprise because I've tried to do it in the past, like around the summer when I started Cafecito con Estrellita, I tried to do it like just tell people a couple of days in advance, oh, I'm going to be going on IG Live, but it just never worked out for me. And at the end of the day, when you are creating content, whether you're a student, whether you're not a student, whether you're just creating content for fun, I just want you to remember, do it the way that works for you. Some people really strive off of complete structure. And I'm going to be honest, Miente, and I think it just goes back to my my lifestyle as a night student. Ugh. My, how could I say this? My schedule, my my best creation comes when my content creator schedule isn't too structured. Like obviously there's structure like weekly episodes, weekly quotes, weekly informational, like, you know, things like that go up onto the IG and other social media platforms, but I don't have it like super, super structural like I've seen when I've seen other YouTubers like I'm not a YouTuber, but that's the only example I could think of, of YouTubers that keep everything so niche. But I can understand why other people do that, especially if it's like their full, full-time job or they're really trying to make it their full-time job. You know what I'm saying, Mianta? Now, Mianta, taking two steps back, because I know that was a little bit of a ramble. The reason why I brought up that, like, well, I go on IG Live super random if it's just me solo-wise. And... A few nights ago, I did that, and I was speaking to like you know my my latest my latest gente that just you know are following the Instagram platform of Cafecito con Estrellita. And before I was exiting off of that IG live, I had asked them please make sure to comment, rate, review this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And out of nowhere, and I think it just comes with like the part of me that just 
it's so ingrained in me and I definitely have to blame <laughs> my my professors, my my undergrad professors anyways that are still I consider them my mentors. But anyways, whenever I do come out with any type of content that comes back to Cafecito con Estrellita, I stay as ethical as I possibly can, etc. So before signing off of that live, I had told my listeners that had came in that right away after I said, please comment, rate, review this podcast, I gave them the reason, like the logical reason. And it came out naturally where I was like, because if you do that, mi gente, that is the best way to support me. Because here's the thing, if as long as you all continue, if you really feel that the work I do, the time I put in has a huge value for first-gen students and you continue to support it, then the listening and the downloading views will start to go up. And then the platform Spotify and Apple Podcasts, where my podcast is, well, you know, featured, they'll start to notice the numbers are getting bigger. Thus, even when I have posts on the Instagram or the TikTok and they start to get bigger and bigger, those bigger companies that actually have money, and I'm talking about like, I don't know, I'm just thinking some out the top of my head, like let's say Office Depot or let's say Staples, if they were to see that, oh, this cafecito girl is getting a lot of support, her stuff's getting a lot of reshared. We're a huge company with all this money. Let's send her stuff so then you know, her first-gen gente can like take a look at it. Thus, I'm able to receive a side of income that can continue to support me and just like being able to live because without Estreita, Cafecito con Estreita would not exist. So if these bigger companies can like, you know, throw over some, some ads, throw over some income, then I could keep going at the rate I want to keep going with this podcast and that's honestly the best support I can ask for because those companies have the money. It's just like getting them to notice me. And trust me, I'm doing a lot of behind the scenes work too to make sure that that stuff is is happening the best way possible. But it's definitely a process because I, like I said, I still have my classes and I'm just so fortunate enough to be in a program where the courses are late in the evening. And sure, maybe that's not ideal for everybody, but at least for me, it was and it still is. And that's why I say, mi gente, that. When you start your higher ed path after bachelor's, your bachelor's degree, like if you continue to move forward, it literally has to be like the program you choose always be your personal choice where you see that it'll benefit you academically, growth-wise, et cetera, if that makes sense. Because I'm still able to get my credential and master's done at night. So then when I proceed on to my doctoral program, hopefully Cafecito con Estrellita will have more downloads, if that makes sense, mi gente. All right, mi gente, so let's move on forward to first gen and imposter syndrome in regards to higher ed. And just a quick side note, if by any chance you hear like a little paper in the background, it's because <laughs> I have my notebook that I won from Microsoft. Um, shout out to Latina Powderpuff. If you have not checked her stuff out, you definitely should. Find her on Instagram. She's a PhD student in the STEM field, but not STEM field. She got her MA in the STEM field, but she is a PhD student in higher ed. But anyways, mi gente, um, going back to first gen and imposter syndrome in the higher ed. So I was asked on TikTok not so long ago to to elaborate how how can we go about imposter syndrome, especially because there's not 
there there is a lack of representation of the Latinx community past undergrad. Like there is. I can't lie. Even in like professional role settings, if you were working at like big companies such as like Amazon, et cetera, like at the professional, professional role level. And I I really had to sit down and think about this one. And well, on the TikTok, and I'm being super, super honest and as transparent as I can be, honestly, mi gente, I strongly, strongly believe that imposter syndrome is just something that is always going to linger on. And it has for me, and I feel like it has for so many. And I don't have the perfect secret formula, but what I can do is I, I can share the practices and, and the things I've done in the past to help me overcome whenever I'm having an imposter syndrome moment that's just like, I don't remember if I shared this story in the past, but when I was in my original grad program, which was also, I was a night student, and I remember my first day of class, I'm, I'm walking in, I have my concha backpack, everything. And the moment that I was like waiting outside of my door, I literally started to cry because I was like, I am not supposed to be here. Why did they accept me? This was a lie because it's true. Like, well, at least that's how I felt to me. I felt like this was a lie. This, I was going to get kicked out because there's, there's so many of us that don't make it to our master's level, whether it's because of money, whether it's because we're helping La Familia, or maybe it's because we just don't see ourselves in that, in those roles in those classroom environments, because we've never seen anyone else do it before us. So in regards to my realization that imposter syndrome is always going to linger on, this is what I do. First and foremost, I do have those talks with myself when I tell, you know, I look myself in the mirror or just as I'm driving in my car, I'm like, Estrella, you are supposed to be here. And then I sit back and I reflect on all the hard work, and maybe not so hard work, that led me to where I'm at now. And then as I literally like tell myself in my mind, like the things I had accomplished, and it doesn't even have to be a long list. It could be like four things that you were most proud of that you did during your undergrad journey that got you to where you're at, whether it was You know, like maybe you did research with a grad student while you were still undergrad, or maybe it was that you felt like you found yourself becoming more in tune with your emotions during your undergrad journey. It could be any of those things. And then once you reflect back on the successes, like because you're literally hyping yourself up, it's like when you have your amiga and you see that she's like kind of, I'm sorry for the cuss word, but she's kind of shitting on herself. You, you literally go and you're like, queen, no, you're amazing. You got this. Da, 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 da. It's the same concept, but you're telling it to yourself. And if maybe saying, queen, you're so awesome, et cetera, isn't always enough for you, because sometimes we really can be our worst critics, start off with saying, queen, you're amazing. What are you doing? And then go on to, queen, you did that. You completed that research project. Queen, you did that. You got that acceptance letter while having to work. Queen, you did that. Or king, whichever you identify yourself with. And then once I start doing things like that, and I recognize that, that's when I'm like, I have done a lot. And I am supposed to be here. And then it's like, I check myself. And as I've gotten older with age, Checking myself when I get imposter syndrome has become 
easier, not easier, but it comes more naturally to me. It's kind of just like, like if I'm about to like, let's say insult myself, like I yesterday, you should no, no, no. Like that's literally what goes through my mind. Like when you're overcoming battling imposter syndrome, it's an everyday practice. Our brain, our mind is literally a muscle and we have to train it just like you would train any other muscle when you go to the gym. So you have to train and condition yourself that the moment that you start to feel imposter syndrome overcoming you, the moment you start to feel like you're bringing yourself down because maybe you, because you are the first in your family and you don't see anyone from your actual family doing what you're doing, you try to discredit yourself subconsciously. So boom, you got to check yourself. And that obviously comes with time because it's, it's not going to happen overnight. And sometimes it's not going to be easy. And sometimes you'll get frustrated with yourself because you're like, why couldn't I check myself faster? Like what? But the most important thing is that you have the self-awareness that imposter syndrome exists. You're aware that even though it does exist, that doesn't mean you can't check yourself and remind yourself of everything you've done to be where you're at. And then that reminds me that I'm human. And mi gente, when, when I have that thought, when I have that realization, I, I then start to think of all those around me and how they're most likely experiencing imposter syndrome too, because they also did hard work to be exactly where I'm at. And, you know, maybe not so hard work because, you know, we can't always be working robots 24-7. And then once I come to that realization, they're most likely going through imposter syndrome as well. That's when I remind myself we we have to empower one another as we keep paving the way together. And mi gente, self-affirmations, self-affirmations. And if you follow the Instagram or even TikTok, I do have content on there that I literally created from my heart and research experiences, everything of self of seven self-affirmations for first gen. And it's literally a list of seven self-affirmations you can tell yourself. And well, you can find those on the Instagram or on TikTok. I'm probably going to play with my website eventually (laughs) to try to get that list on there too, because it's actually my most blown up post on Instagram, which I am so grateful for and extremely honored because... I put in the time to make sure that it came out the way it needed to be for all of you, mi gente, and myself, you know? All right, mi gente, so before we officially conclude this episode, you know we can't without the quote of the day. And as you all may assume, this quote is another one of mind, so mine, mind, uh, mine. Sorry, mi gente, so I'm going to go ahead and read it to you. Mija. Sit back and reflect on your growth journey and you will feel how proud you've made your younger self. And mi gente, I really want you to let that sink in because that, that's one of the most beautiful things that comes out of personal and academic growth, especially for us as first gen. We go through so much during our younger years because, you know, we're trying to navigate living in the U.S., navigate higher ed while still trying to understand our own human emotions because our parents were only trying to do the best that they could to provide for us, 
they so they you know they only did what they knew or maybe believed was the best so when most of us didn't receive that emotional support but then as we continued to grow we found or developed or are still continuing to develop ways that will reassure our emotions as we keep paving the way so that's why I encourage you Mihinta, that whenever you can just like and you don't even have to journal if if you feel like you're not ready to journal for reasons I've talked about in the past. I don't remember if it's been on the podcast, but I have talked about it on IG. I'll definitely take note of this. So if I have to talk about it for a future solo episode, but either way, mi gente, being able to just sit back and reflect on everything you've overcome from the age of, let's say, five to now really applaud yourself for that because you did that you literally overcame so many social and academic barriers to be where you're at and just know that your ancestors are proud of you you have a whole community of first gen gente rooting for you and I mean I can only really speak for Cafecito con Estrellita because well I spend a lot of my time on this platform because well you know I'm kind of the podcast host but just know you are appreciated here and continue to bring yourself and allow yourself to be welcomed into places where you know your first gen experience is appreciated wherever it may be and with that being said mi gente please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review Cafecito con Estrellita on Apple Podcast, and make sure to follow us wherever you listen to your audio, audio, <laughs> and uh, I've missed you all so much. Hablamos pronto, cuídense.